Welcome to the Pink Milk Show. Your tail goes is Tommy and Brian and Michael. The winners is Tyler Wen, Boba Fett, and the Emperor. Down. Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. I am just forced to listen to them. Today, my social media silence has been broken, and today, I realize the Force is alive on Twitter, and it ain't happy. Get ready, because it's time to drink up! Uh Pop, pop. Hello, Brian. <laughs> I'm shaking uh, it up today. I guess so. How are you today? Let me ask you first. Well, I'm about to go see number three, so I'm pretty good. Uh, number three? Explain what that means. I'm going to go see The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, for the third time. For yes. the third time. Yes. I'm yes. Here, leaving here in about 30 minutes. So part one will be pre-number three. Part two will be post number three. The boys sounded cute on the mic, <laughs> but they delayed us recording our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, kids. Love you. Oh, I can't wait for Baby Yoda to have his first fit. Mm. Can you imagine a force fit? Actually, I'm reading force fits right now on Twitter. <laughs> really? People aren't happy. Hmm. It's Star Wars. No one's ever going to be happy completely. Well, it's like it's your dad good. said to you yesterday, right? Yes. Yes. Just to put it all into perspective, my father called me because he's been forced to listen for 40 years. And he's like, uh, so am I hearing the news right? Did that Star Wars movie come out? And I was like, <laughs> yes, dad. And he's like, okay, I thought so. There's something like the Mandy jumper or Mandy something. And I'm like, the Mandalorian. He's like, yeah, I'm just confused. I'm like, eh, there's probably a lot of people out there confused because we've never had a Star Wars TV show. And now we have two things going at the same time. Anyways, I said, yes, it's coming out and apparently has lots of mixed reviews. And I was trying to talk to him about Twitter, but I don't think he really knows what Twitter is. And then he said, haven't they all had mixed reviews? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. So it is what it is. I um, just want, we did one like review of the show, the movie right after we saw it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about where we are now a few days later and as, after it has all settled. And then when we do part two, Thomas. Yes, I, Brian. I want to read some of the things I've been seeing on Twitter and get your response. And I'm going to say, have sensitivity to some of it. And really, honestly, I want to have a discussion about it because I'm finding it curious. <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff that I'm not seeing and I would like to like go, okay, where are these people coming from? I don't agree, but I'm wondering where they're coming from. And maybe there was a problem for them. Not for me, but for them. Okay. I have... I, I said it in the last review. I think I will have a uh, 
an inability to ever look at this movie as a movie because of the experience I shared with my boys. And I think forever it will just be that moment. And it was a really, really wonderful moment. And it makes me happy to cry when I think about it. So and well, I'm happy for you. And it's the end. Are, that's great. Yeah, it's the end. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means a lot more to me than other people. Or I don't really care when you hopped into the fandom. If you love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. and you have Or right if you're to, forced to listen to them. Or if you're forced to listen. <laughs> I'm sure you're happy that I'm happy. I'm, hey, happy hubby, happy bubby. Is that when, <laughs> that's what you say, right? Yes. You know, I, I yeah, honestly, I, uh, yeah, it was great. So you've been away from it. Yes, I have. For a few days. Oh, we're mm-hmm. really just jumping in. I'm telling you, I'm really excited about Star Wars. And I was, I was a little worried because of how much I love the Mandalorian, that it was going to overshadow the rise of Skywalker a little bit. But I don't feel like it did at all. Well, I can tell you, I haven't thought about the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian's really great. Mm-hmm. And it gave me Baby Yoda, who I quite like. Uh, he is really cute, but I also think there's a lot of things there, and there's something that's happened in the Mandalorian. That I haven't heard anything about, and all of a sudden you hop on Twitter and people have lots of problems with something, and I'm just it's it's an interesting oh the Twitter yeah it's an interesting like why why that's it so anyways it's been a few days since you've seen it mm-hmm. some days today so happy someday let's talk about your thoughts on the rise of Skywalker again I I think it was really good it gave me everything as uh, somebody who's forced to listen to others. Uh, everything that I was looking for. Number one, my husband is happy. So that's good because you don't understand. This could have went the other way. It could have been real bad. And let's see, it's someday. So your week of Brian is come to the end at the end of today because he has been acting as if though this was his birthday week. Yeah. This was better yeah. than a birthday week. Yeah, exactly. See, see. <laughs> No, I uh, honestly, I thought it was a really good movie. I, I personally, I don't ever remember talking about her, uh, Ray being a Palpatine, because again, it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, I thought that was a fantastic ending. I liked how it all went down. Um, I was impressed by her, you know, by her character in the movie. I, I thought it was great. There was only one thing, like I said, that kind of dipped down a tiny bit. Well, two things. I thought it got a little slow in the, like a half an hour in. For a tiny bit. Okay. Yeah, just because. And it was correlated right around that time where I was shocked at the lack of focus for Chewie passing away. Mm-hmm. So, I well, wasn't surprised when he didn't really pass Yeah, because you're like, so. he didn't get a moment. Right. Hey, should we say the whole spoiler alert thing? Hey, don't listen to this if you haven't uh, uh, seen the movie, clearly. Yeah. So. Honestly... Any pink milk show. It says right in there we're talking about the rise of Skywalker. So yeah, hopefully. so hey, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there yeah, you go. I'll Boom. put spoilers in the um He's not dead. In the uh show title. Okay, too. yeah. Because I don't want to do that to yeah. somebody. So So that there was that. Um let me see what else. I, I truthfully I thought it was a good you know, I liked how Ben the whole uh, plot line between Ben and Han Solo was resurrected and settled. And, and closed and closed peacefully because I didn't like that Ben had killed his... Uh, I'm sorry, Kylo Ren mm-hmm. had killed his father because really in this movie, I was able to separate the two people. And you know he was one of my favorite characters. Yep. So 
and I liked that he came around in the end to be Ben, and there was a connection because we've never ever seen Ben ever in all the, in the two movies no. or three movies really uh, with uh, what's her name Princess Leia. Yeah, ever we've never seen them in the same screen. No, nope. same. Sh- See. Now, yeah, I wonder had Carrie Fisher not died, had we would would we have seen that in this? But you know, here's the thing with art. I think and, we would have seen a completely different movie if she was alive. <clears throat> and one thing that I I don't feel I hear enough of. I hear a lot of things that there was no plan. There was no plan. This movie proves that there was no plan, and all this stuff. Uh, which I don't. You and I have said it once. I don't think you buy something for four billion dollars and then not have a plan. I just mm. think that's. Like, honestly, I think it's a ludicrous line of thinking from people who I I was going to say you've never created anything before, but that's not fair. That's like a huge blanket statement. Well, However, I think they had an outline. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, they. Yeah. Ha- I think Ray was a Palpatine from the very beginning. They all knew it. I think Ryan Johnson knew it. I think that all this stuff about red everywhere in Sith in uh, uh, Snoke's chamber was foresh- foreshadowing. That he was really the Sith, even though he said he wasn't the Sith, but the Sith were 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 uh, controlling everything. Palpatine mm-hmm. was the he was the ultimate puppet master, and I I really strongly feel when I go watch the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi now, there will be clues dropped in to all of it because I. So there's some stuff I want to talk about with that because I. I don't agree with a lot of the things I am on Twitter. And I do know that there are a few people who quite honestly listen to their podcasts or read their Twitters that I actually have a lot of respect for because they can articulate things well and they don't get mad about things that felt very different about this movie than I do. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoy the discourse of different opinions. I think it enriches the story and I think a great story causes a lot of discourse for me. For me, that's what Star Wars has always done. Is always given a lot of talk because I think it matters. Um, and I completely got myself sidetracked with what I was going to say. Oh, huh. Leia, the plan, lack of a plan. Mm-hmm. I think there's not enough respect on the interwebs about art. Art doesn't have a plan. You sometimes, as an artist, as a filmmaker, as a writer, as an actor, as a cinematographer, as an editor, they make decisions in the moment, and that's where the real beauty comes in. If everything was laid out exactly, there would be no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have one of the most iconic lines in all of Star Wars, the I love you, I know. That was an improv thing, it was not in the script, and it defined that character for the next 40 years. Uh, art needs to be loose. That's that's how I feel. And I don't think there's much discussion about that. It's he was editing it until the very end. Good. Good. You should edit it to the very end. We were watching uh Project Run- Runway yesterday for a hot minute and there was a character who had enough time to finish their dress and there was Christian Soriano. You're not done. If you still have time, tweak because people will rip it to shreds. That's exactly what's going on here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you work to the very last second. Uh, but yeah. Okay. You also mentioned to me how much you liked her power. Yeah. No, I, I, she was all the way in. Mm-hmm. In the other one, not that she wasn't all the way in. I mean, she did her job. You're uh, talking about yeah. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, now. Daisy Ridley. Okay. Yeah, I liked her power. I liked the, 
the Force Lightning. Is that what they called it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like that she really... I like the anger. And I never really remember seeing anger in mm-hmm. her in the other episodes. But again, in one ear, out the other. Okay. So, uh, but I, I was impressed it's with It's always her. been there. Yeah. I know, but it's, you know... Another I mean, she was she was really really good in this. So that was, was Adam Driver. The yeah, fact that you, the good. fact that you bought Ben and Kylo are two different people is because mm-hmm. that dude changed. But I never saw him like that in the other yeah, two no, episodes. That's I will say, but you, yeah. because you never saw Ben Solo, right? But Ben Solo was a different character than Kylo Ren. Yes, it was, was. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone pointed out, and I'm going to look for it today because it was something that they didn't particularly like. I find it interesting. Uh, I personally find it very powerful if this is truly the case. And like I said, I'll look for it when I see it here in about an hour. That Ben Solo, his last line was to Han when he throws the lightsaber, whatever the line is right before he throws the lightsaber off of the Death Star. And then we see him, you know, he and... Ray team up and they do all those things and he never has a line of dialogue again for like the last third of the movie that he has no lines, hmm. I didn't even which notice. I'm, yeah, I didn't either. So I'm going to look for it. Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty powerful though. Absolutely. Because that's just action. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the last third of this movie is really quite amazing. Actually. I love how they team up and I, I never, they teamed up because they should, not because they needed to, Mm -hmm. but because they both had a personal reason to go after him, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is pretty great. And you know, the other thing that I will probably love the most out of this movie is we got Ahsoka Tano in film Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited. She's one of the ones that was is now with Ray. But not a lot of people would know that. Only you would Yeah, because it didn't add you know her voice. It didn't add right. something. You didn't need that information, someone like you. You just heard a bunch of Jedi voices saying, I'm with you. And but right. for us, it was there and it was pretty, pretty great because Ray and Ahsoka have a lot in common. Hmm. So did you have a favorite part of the movie? Yeah, you know my I when the Force Lightning was uh, done the first time from That's Ray, pretty shocking. Uh, definitely that did part. No. Did you get it? No, I just like wow. That's pretty great. No. What did you just say? Force Lightning. I said it's pretty shocking. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't on. even listening. Oh, <laughs> come on, that was good. But um, bum. And what was the other part? I mean, clearly, I liked the scene between Han and um, Kylo Ren slash Ben. And then I liked, at the end, I'm sorry, I liked the kiss, what it represented, because it represented the end of Ben's life and Princess Leia's life. Yep. And how they just were reduced to their cloaks. Yep. Yeah. I, I know some people apparently think it's funny and i i think star wars you know one of the things i like i was one of the things that i love about star wars and i think is what makes it timeless is star wars doesn't really follow the current trends 
was him kissing her and then falling down and fading away a little corny? A thousand percent. But all of Star Wars is corny. I was going mean, to say. Like, <laughs> people slammed that with with Rose and Finn. I mean, people didn't like Rose Tico, and honestly, they took it too far and attacked her as a person. Oh. I like what Rose Tico... It's funny, because I don't like Finn. Yeah. I think I, he's, like, unnecessary. I like... Well, I'm curious if you still think so. Uh, I, I do. Okay. I mean, he was necessary in the, you know, number seven. Yeah. And maybe a little bit more Nate, but I didn't feel like we needed him in this one. Hmm. I just don't like the character. You, no, you don't. I'm not sure. If, I don't think you ever have. Nope. And then I think Michael, our guest from that episode from the I'm Right, You're Wrong podcast, mm-hmm. really cemented it for you because you've been holding on to that ever since. Oh, he's been begging on this. The... No, you have. Ever since you heard out of him, you've been like... I knew I didn't like him. Yeah, I just think it... Um, but I think right down to when Princess Leia kisses... Luke Skywalker on the cheek before they like leap over the, the, the hole where the bridge wouldn't open. Mm -hmm. Like it's corny and that Star Wars needs to be corny. And I love that it stays true to itself. Mm -hmm. No matter what generation it is released in, no matter what generation it's for, it never loses sight of that wee bit over the topness, which is okay. I love it. That's what Star Wars is. Absolutely. Um, You know, Rogue One didn't have as much of that. I mean, think back to the very beginning, the very first, I'm sorry, number four, yeah. <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. What was that one called again? A New Hope. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. When I mean, you got this guy in this big black mask and this weird cape walking through, yeah. and, you know. It's over the top. It's over the top. It's okay. So the biggest question for me in this movie, and I'm curious how you feel, mm-hmm. is, excuse me. Uh, Palpatine's back Yeah How? Who cares? There you go (laughs) I mean who cares? So I He probably never went away Yeah I don't know We'll find out somehow Some way in a book Or a comic Or a video game Or something We will find the answer Uh huh But there was A part of me at the beginning As I was watching it The first time going Well how did he come back? Well, uh, all right, so and hang then, on a second. He's been hooked up to these machines. We yeah, saw it. But how did he get he there? never was released from a machine. So I don't know. Maybe all those people uh, sitting in the arena, the other Sith, go- yeah, I'm ghosts curious or goblins, who, yeah. whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they were. So I have I thought they were all the... Okay, wait, hang on. Okay. We'll go there. But how did he get there? Because we saw him thrown down the shaft of the Death Star, and then the Death Star blew up. Maybe they were waiting for him at the end. (laughs) Maybe. Like, I just like, but then I tell myself, and one of the other things that I think I love the most about Star Wars is, is, uh, (laughs) is Star Wars embraces headcanon. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, I'm like, I need to know, I need to know. And then I literally had to tell myself. But when has Star Wars ever answered anything? They don't really, they gloss over a lot. Star Wars does not paint in detail. The sets, and that's one of the my personal things of the sequel trilogy that are not my favorite, is it's not as dense. Mm-hmm. Like the screen is just not as dense. That's one of the things I love about Rogue One is it's just very dense. And that felt very Star Wars to me. George Lucas puts a lot of things everywhere. And these 
have big sweeping beautiful landscapes and all that and it's beautiful but there isn't like a weird alien running around on the ground over there there isn't an alien grabbing this thing and then burping there isn't something up in the other corner that's just this constant feast for my eyes that 40 years after watching star wars i can still see something new that i've never noticed before because there's it's cleaner now or whatever it is these movies haven't offered that and that is one of my critiques of them as a whole but again it's a minor de- minor detail that doesn't take away anything from the story it's just a visual you know choice. i i can see why people need to know the answers to those things and maybe if i was that in-depth super th- fan i would feel the same way yeah and maybe it is ruined for them for not having yeah. those answers however someone like myself god bless you <laughs> he's going to sneeze and you didn't even sneeze. All right. It looked like you were going to sneeze. But uh, for somebody like myself, I mean, it didn't take away not having the answer to that and maybe some of these other small things. Uh, it didn't take away from the entire movie. So Yeah. I mean, really, it didn't. It didn't. He was cool. We got like a zombie in Star Wars. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it was creepy. I know it freaked Michael out a few times. And that it was pretty scary, actually. <laughs> He always gets a little freaked out at Star Wars. Yeah. In the movie theater, not at home. Yeah, Star Wars is scary. I mean, it used to scare me, too. Um, Me, too. I'm trying to think what... C-3PO was back. That made me really, really happy. I missed him. I love that character. That was a good tease on their part, though. We all thought that maybe he would be... Yeah. It led me to think that maybe they would all be... Yeah. You know, killed off. I do wish at the end that C-3PO and R2... We're there with Ray. Back at the Lars homestead. That's something I wish for. But But that was the old time. But that was the old times. Yeah. And that maybe that would have played up to that would have been too nostalgic, maybe. So this movie I'm again this I'm having it like so actually I'm gonna record another podcast tonight with the I'm right or you're wrong people. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea what their thoughts are on it so i'm kind of looking forward to just going in cold they could be right and you could be wrong oh no i'm always right so so they're gonna be wrong <laughs> we know that's true. they're not listening <laughs> uh i'm curious to hear from them because i don't think i can objectively watch this movie like that's i just can't i can't i i love ray and I, <clears throat> you know we're gonna get this part of the show wrapped up here soon, actually, because I have to go see it for the third time. For the third time. But uh, I do... There's a few things people don't like the end. That's what I want to get into with you, actually. Okay. Because I, I, I have a very different take. And it's what I walked away with. I want to go watch it the third time, knowing what this other perspective is. And I'm curious if... I can see where they're coming from without having a conversation with someone. But I love that she took the name Skywalker. What about you? What do you think of that? I'm, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, uh, I mean, it does okay. matter to me. I like, you know, I, th- I thought it was very nice. I thought it was very touching. I thought it was a tribute, you know, yeah. I guess maybe she felt she had no, well, we know she, Felt she had no parents, but they mm-hmm. were out there somewhere. Maybe she just felt, hey, I got the most direction in my life from Leia. Mm-hmm. 
in Luke. I'd less believe that, though, statement with Luke because what? They had maybe a day together. A couple of days, maybe, mm-hmm. collectively in all the movies. You know? Yeah. So. But we've all, I would imagine all of us have met someone mm-hmm. in our life mm-hmm. that had profound impact. And maybe from an outside source just looking in, you're like, how did that person? They barely even knew you. Right. So sometimes you just meet that person that there's something there. Absolutely. And she did look up to him her whole life. Clearly, I thought he was just a myth. That's what mm-hmm. she said. There was admiration there, and she got to meet her hero. Mm-hmm. As short-lived as it was or wasn't, had he turned out to be who she thought he was or wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that moment had a deep and profound impact on who she was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think time can define that. I have been pretty open and honest, even on this podcast, about Ray's representation of childhood trauma and being without parents and being raised, honestly, in a way, not directly, but she was in the foster system. I mean, she was taken over. She she was taken by Ankar Plot, who treated her like absolute trash and didn't take care of her. And honestly, we have children in this house who were taken and then supposed to have been helped by people who were supposed to help them that did not do them well. And... And that's just the reality of our life. And what and I what I love about Ray is she is the first character in a Star Wars saga that had their own agency. And I think that means so much that Anakin was the chosen one. His entire life, he was under the stress of being told he was the chosen one. He was supposed to bring balance. He was supposed to do to do this and that burden I think and that pressure is what made him so selfish and he needed to control something because he had no control because he was the chosen one he was told what to do and quite frankly he let that destiny take him over the Jedi manipulated it and tried to control him with it Palpatine took it and tried to control him because of his alleged destiny of who he was supposed to be And then we saw what happened to him. Luke led his father and the mystery of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is the one who introduced him of it is your destiny to save your father. And that drove all of his actions. And honestly, I think, I think that pressure led him to talk too. fear kept fear kept him on Tatooine because Luke was afraid of not knowing what was coming. He was so busy looking into the future that he was afraid to get there, I guess. You know, like, he, he just never... He listened to everyone. Everyone else told Luke what to do until that very last moment, and that's just the way it is. And he thought his destiny would lead him everywhere he went. Well, Ray's destiny was to become the Empress. And she said no. She made her own choices, Everywhere. That's what I said when she's so powerful and people had a problem with her being powerful. It's because she didn't try. She did it. Mm -hmm. She did everything. And then she stood up to her oppressor, basically. I mean, he's the one who killed her parents or instructed someone to kill her parents, took everything away. He's the one who destined her to be the empress. And she said no. 
Like we have never had a character say no. Luke, sure, he threw his lightsaber and said, I will not kill my father, but he was still obsessed with his father. She did something for herself. And not herself in a selfish way, herself to save everything. And honestly, like that is like so incredibly powerful. And what an amazing, we had one character who did everything for themselves and took the entire galaxy down. The other two heroes that we've had so far did what they were told. And now we had someone who on the light side chose what to do. And of course that choice is what brought balance to everything because choice is what means something not being told what to do. And, and honestly, as a father of, of kids who, you know, a lot of, um, you know, they're going to break the cycle of what their family had. They stayed, you know, who knows where, where people end up when they're not given any sort of opportunity unless they go take it. And, I love that she stood up to an abuser and said, no, it was honestly, it was so amazing. It was so powerful. And then to see her at the end, choosing a last name and yes, it's a Skywalker, but that's what the saga is about. So it's not, she's just going to pick Johnson and have it mean (laughs) anything. Like, I'm sorry. That's like a part of telling a story. Absolutely. And it isn't about the name Skywalker. It's more about her choosing of who she wants to be. And she wanted to carry on a legacy that means something across the entire galaxy. And now she can bring light to the entire galaxy. And there's also something that her lightsaber is white, yellow, or orange, or whatever it was. It's not green, blue, or purple. Not red. She is something new. And she's going to choose what to be. Because there isn't going like it's so it is so profoundly exciting to me. And after watching this, I've always loved Ray anyways. Give me a few more years with these movies, and she may very well be my very favorite Star Wars character mm-hmm. because of the choices and the actions made in this movie. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I loved it. And I can't wait for my children to be able to look up to her. Awesome. (laughs) I like it. Sounds good. Uh, Yeah. So we're going to come back and I'm going to read some Twitter thoughts and I would like my husband's sometimes not so gentle. This should be good. (laughs) Responses to things because, hey. Bring it on. Yeah. Some of this is very heavy. And if he says something or we say something, it's in love and in humor. And it's a movie. There you go. (laughs) There you go. A good movie, no less. Hello, Pop Pop. Welcome back. Welcome back to you. Did you miss me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you feel the love tonight? (laughs) Hey, 
I went to uh, Peco with a two-year-old boxer, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a ten-year-old, and uh, and a whole and lot everybody of else in that time that you were away. So that kind of took it all out. Not to mention, I bought a bag of dog food <laughs> that was at least fifty pounds that I had to carry out. Did you do squats and lunges though? No, I, I didn't. But I was about to throw children across the parking lot. <laughs> And not my Can own. Just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, anyway, that kind of took me out. I'm glad it was only one store because it really took it out of me. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw you back into it. Uh, here we go. I just saw The Rise of Skywalker for the third time. That's right, folks. The third time. And, and I was in Petco. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag priorities. Uh, yeah. I have to say, I, it was my favorite viewing. I had the worst seat. I was kind of stuck on the side because there was a family and one of them took my seat. I was like, yeah, you can keep it. It's fine. That was um, very nice. You know, they wanted to be together. I looked like grandparents and they mm-hmm. couldn't get all their seats together. Even though they violated the rules. They did. And didn't make a reservation. It was my third viewing. I would feel a little wrong saying, no, you will not sit with your family. I will sit in between them. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> so anyways, it was not. A, it, I really have to say heart emoji this movie like so much so i am a little like okay thrown off by by twitter what twitter is telling me that is a different kind of cord uh someone's trying to put the wrong plug into the wrong hole uh (laughs) i'm in trouble uh anyways i'm very uh surprised at what i'm seeing on twitter so for this second half tom yes i want your reactions to what some of these things folks are saying and i will preface it with let's just make sure that we are sensitive in the way in which we respond to one of the things in particular okay because though we may not agree doesn't make someone else not valid that's all. So, well first, said. I want to Hope go... I can adhere to it, but well said. <laughs> the f- uh, Let's see. First, first, there's been a lot of talk of too much exposition at the beginning, which I'm not sure I'm totally saying, uh, so I can't even really comment to that. But the it seems very rushed at the beginning and seems to... And again, this is Twitter. This is some of the stuff I'm, I'm reading. The beginning is very rushed and tries to dismiss a lot of virtually everything that they set up in The, in the Last Jedi. Because Interesting. Twitter is trying to create the narrative that Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams do not like each other and they just try to ruin each other's movies. Huh. So, uh, so what's the question then? Because I like, got do two you do there. you feel that number one, who cares about Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams? Who cares? I dismiss that whole part of it. Okay, boom. but with regards to, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that I'm not addressing it. Okay, there we go. Do Was you, that okay. sensitive oh, well, politically? Let's keep, yes. Okay. Let's keep it in the movies. Then. Right, yeah, do you feel that the, the rise of Skywalker discredits what happened in the Last Jedi? No. No. I didn't pick up on that. Okay. However, the what you really said was that the the, the Twitter yes. Twitterese Twitter 
twats, whatever. I don't know what they are. <laughs> are <laughs> uh, Did they you said, not mean to say that word? I, <laughs> I certainly hope you didn't mean to say that. Me. <laughs> Especially yeah, no. when I just got the look for <laughs> no, what I, I said. I mean, I was trying to figure out what they were. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, President Trump. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. They Remember I said there was a bit of a lull there? Yes. I think that we might have been talking about the same thing. They were saying it was rushed, and I was saying it was a bit of a lull. I felt a little, like, like, yeah, you mentioned the lull. Disconnect. Like, what lull? Like, I don't know. What, I just remember you, okay. it kind of going down a little bit. There were all these people running around and this okay. happening and that happening. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, it didn't seem cohesive to me. Okay. I mean, I didn't see it three times like you, so yeah. I can't. And it was late at night. Yeah. It's 6.30. No, it is. <laughs> there was some different kinds of shots. I personally really liked it because mm-hmm. it made it feel like... The first it, time or the third time? Every time. Okay. Uh it just it's a big adventure and it's there's a lot going on i mean there there's a lot happening at the same time mm-hmm. uh which i liked i don't know i like faster and more intense that was george lucas's every time there was a cut that was his like critique faster and more intense so that's what it felt like i don't see and i'm looking forward to speaking with people that don't feel this way cuz i i'm looking forward to hearing another perspective another mm-hmm point of view that i don't possess right just because i enjoy that kind of thing uh i feel like the force timing when ray and kylo see each other and the force projection and princess leia having using the force were the the three super ticked offnesses of the last jedi and cranky luke Actually, Cranky Luke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, one, I feel like the fact that Ray and Kylo are now like dueling over through the Force, grabbing necklaces off of each other, <laughs> and then passing off lightsabers to each other through Force timing is just not ignoring remotely what the last shit I did, but going, holy cow, they've grown even more into this. Mm hmm. Uh, we got to see Leia training, which was pretty cool. And honestly, it was really nice seeing young Carrie Fisher and young Mark Hamill. <coughs> Excuse me. Even if it was just for a minute, that was pretty neat. And force projection. Now this hasn't been confirmed, but the way I read the Han Solo part, I know he said it was a memory but I believe that it was Leia force projecting either a memory or Han to speak to her son. Because I think Ben needed to say, I'm sorry to his father for his greatest sin. And so I think they took what was a very emotional force projection in the last Jedi to a whole nother level of a mother giving her child her his dead father so he can have his his confession and that was the last line there was one owl which i wish wasn't there because honestly 
the last word was dad. And then he said, like, I'm sorry. He didn't say it out loud. And Han was like, I know. And I think that is the most beautiful last word for that character. He spent his whole, the whole time of Force Awakens trying to combat the dark or the light. And they needed to kill his father because he was convinced that would make him dark. And then that's haunted him all through The Last Jedi, killing his father, through all of this. And he finally got to say, I'm sorry. And his father forgave him. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. That's a beautiful ending to that character, to Kylo Ren's arc. And then we got a minute with Ben. So I think that was a forced projection, personally. Okay. Did you think about any of those things? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed the movie. Okay. I enjoyed the moment for what it was. Anyways, I think it's beautiful. And Carrie, Princess Leia... Holds her son all the way through to make sure he does the right thing. I felt like her arms were around him the whole time saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you can do the right thing. You can do the right thing until his last breath. And then they both went together. And oh my God, it's so beautiful. And that was great. Like, that was very beautiful. Beautiful. So Kylo Ren, Ben Solo is your favorite character of all of Star Wars. Yeah, I, I liked And him. you said it got to you a little bit when he died. Yeah. Are you okay that he died? Because that's another thing on Twitter that people are very, very, very upset that he died. And they do hmm. not feel it was fair. It's hashtag Ben, ben Solo deserved better. Hmm. No. I I was fine with it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, no, I was fine with it. It was actually very nice that both him and his mother, although she had passed away already, but they disappeared at the same time, and I think I addressed that earlier and mm-hmm. and also on the other podcast we did about it <laughs> when we got home on Thursday night <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but you... uh but yeah no 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 I yeah no I'm sorry I'm not jumping on that again they're not wrong that's their opinion and we appreciate it I don't think it would have been fair if he had lived he killed his father right I don't think you get to, and he caused a lot of chaos and destruction throughout Mm -hmm. the entire galaxy. But as far as we're concerned, the audience in that story, he killed his father. He doesn't deserve to live. And and it wouldn't have ended the whole thing. They'd still be there and they could go on. So it ended everything. Yeah, I I feel he died because he deserved to after what he did. But he did redeem himself and he got to fade away. Had he gone dark, he would have died and wouldn't have disappeared because bad guys don't get to disappear and they don't get to go on in the afterlife. And honestly, now he gets to spend the rest of his life with Rey. She's not alone. Mm. Good people never die in Star Wars because you can come back as a bluey ghost, the Jedi. And so Mm. he's not gone. He's just gone. Well, you're speaking as if though we're going to have more movies of this. No, but even even if we don't, those characters... See, this is how I watch... I. Don't think it's done just because the movie's over. Even if we never see Ray again, her story still goes on and she has a life outside of the movie. And I think about those things and I... That's the myth. That's the legend. And had he not gone good and just died, she would, that would have been unfair to Ben. But I don't think it would have been fair to Han that he got to live. Personally. He, so that was on the Twitters? Yeah, people are very upset that Ben died. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. uh, Sorry. And then I saw, I noticed, I didn't notice it the first time. Remember the scar across his face that Ray yeah. gave him at the end of The Force Awakens when she cut his face? Yes. 
and she heals his, his wound. Mm-hmm. And she, when she healed him, she healed everything. And I... Because when he was when Kylo Ren died, she saved Ben Solo. Because Kylo Ren killed Ben Solo, so she saved Ben Solo. Right. She killed Kylo and saved Ben. It's so beautiful. But as he turned to look at her in that moment, his scar that she gave him faded away too. It was just Oh God, I didn't was, even notice. It was really like a really small detail that was really mm-hmm. very beautiful. Hmm. Um, and then the final one, and this is what I want to end on because I have a very, very different take than what I've been reading a lot of. And let me just say what it is and then say what the criticism is. And this is where I I want it to, we have to be sensitive because I, we're a marginalized people as gay people and we've been mistreated before. And underrepresented. So I understand the want for representation. So there's a lot of people on the Twitters very upset that Ray Sky that she took the name Skywalker. That and that she's the granddaughter of Palpatine. Because Twitter is feeling like she's only something because she's related to men now. And that it diminished her power as a woman. And by taking Skywalker, taking a name from a man, is what gave her validation instead of just being able to stand on her own as a woman. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Which is a serious debate. Like, I understand. I have a very, very, very different take. Isn't Kathleen Kennedy a woman? Yeah, but she didn't write it. I mean, she had something to do with it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe these people should go write their own story. I don't know. Maybe they I are. mean, I, I see what they're saying. You know what? It's politically correct. Everybody jumped on the horse. I got it. Okay. But, uh, huh. I mean. You know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't write this story they didn't write this story why should they have something to say i mean you know it was about the skywalkers the entire time uh-huh from the beginning to the end so this was the this i mean i this i, movie, I guess i had to this, put some thought into yeah. it i certainly don't this saga, insult anyone i do yeah. understand this saga is about the skywalkers hmm? i think this guy this saga yeah. is about the skywalkers so they took something beautiful and now they i think it's beautiful okay and huh. I, I personally, I'm more of an outspoken person than you are in general. Right. And not that I have any real Twitter <laughs> influence, but I stand by that choice for a whole host of reasons. One, as queer people, my growing up never thinking I would really be allowed to take someone's name. Mm-hmm. And no, do does every person have to choose their partner's last name when they get married? No. But it wasn't even an option for me. Mm-hmm. We were never going to be allowed to be married. And I could never really take your name. I mean, you could go through and paperwork and all But it wouldn't have been the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I took your name. Didn't 
demasculate me, didn't do anything because I don't think it's a masculine versus feminine thing necessarily. Right. But I took your name out of a big sense of pride because I was made to feel less than and made to feel like a no one for a long time Mm -hmm. by our government. And then they got their stuff together and we had the right. So I think there's so much power in taking a last name and choosing that for yourself because Ray never felt she deserved anything. She was alone. Right. And there's the line in the thing. And someone said, I would love to know your your family name. And she's like, I don't have one. It's just Ray. And she chose it. And I just think there's a lot of power there. <clears throat> Maybe that whole ending was a little unnecessary now that I think about it. See, I... I mean, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it, but I wonder what they were trying to do. You know, what were they trying to stir up? I think... And then this is the other one, and this is the side for me that it's even more important. Um, And the fact... I know a lot of people, and I was one of them. You know, I've gone through all of it. I thought maybe she was a Palpatine. Then I thought maybe she was the son of Vader and Anakin. I also have been on she doesn't need to be anyone, and I don't think she needed to be anyone to be someone. But I think there's this whole layer, and why I think the ending is so powerful is because the whole idea of adoption has never, ever really been addressed. In Star Wars. All the Jedi were taken from their families. And then placed into an institution that didn't even really treat them as individuals. They weren't even treated as people. They were treated as something more. And they couldn't be themselves. They had to be something for everyone. So they took all of them, their own self-worth away. Because they were now everyone's. Luke and Leia were adopted. But they never really addressed it. We knew it, but it never went anywhere. And I I think this sequel trilogy has been so much about the trauma of being taken away or abandoned and really focused on the found family. And I think that was one of the things I love that they weren't all together until this very end because they really found each other and they did create a family together. And I think for... Our greatest hero, as far in the in the Skywalker saga, she's the greatest hero. She had her own agency. She made all the choices herself. She's the first one to do that. I've said that probably a few times in this very episode. But to find out that you're related to the galaxy's biggest evil, and then choose to look at him and say no. You want me to hate you, but I will not hate you. And as parents of three kids from foster care, I know people's intentions are always well, but I think there's this idea that our children hate their parents and we should hate their parents for the things that our kids had to go through. Their biological parents, I'm speaking of specifically. The blood. Which this film and the last one Another respect that this movie paid to The Last Jedi was this idea that the villains think blood is what matters. And that's 
what matters. Hmm. Not family, but it's who you're born to, not who you found yourself with, but who you're born to. And the heroes understood that that doesn't matter. And here's this character who was a no one. And it's from my perspective, and I don't know these stories that I'm reading on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but it's from a place of privilege to be able to say, she should be a no one. Well, that's because those people, I personally believe if you're really going to say that, have never been a no one. I think we have three kids who have at points in their lives felt like no ones. And I've seen them choose a last name. One of them did it super excited, and one of them was a little more reluctant. And he had to work in his his emotions to get to that point. And I've seen, and the other one's taken it just fine too, and I've seen how they have all changed once their names legally became ours. Mm -hmm. And I think making her a someone, but choosing to be more than what her blood was is so much more powerful than she just not being a nobody than her just being a nobody. Right. I think that gives a voice to a lot of people out there who have to carry. And honestly, I've had to do that. You know, I mean, my own personal life, I don't know who I've talked about that, not knowing my biological father and not knowing where all the blood comes from. And I had to learn real quick that it wasn't about that. My father is my father. Has nothing to do with blood running in my veins. Uh, you know, I think it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And picking the name Solo Oregana wouldn't work for this trilogy because it's know, the Skywalker trilogy. Maybe it was just as simple as, well, hey, I don't want to pick the one I know I'm from. Uh-huh. The only other one we all know is the other one. Yeah, maybe she, it was just as simple as that. Because maybe she, it didn't have to be a controversy. Yeah. You know? I mean, but from the character's perspective, why would she want to be a Palpatine? Of He's course. He's nothing but evil. Sense. Yeah, I mean... She wanted to get away sense. from it. Perfect sense. And she never was before. No. So she never thought of herself that way. But I also think it's very powerful for a granddaughter in this case. And let's just go with parentage. Like, let's just skip a generation. But for a child who went through everything they went through because of that person, to be able to say, I don't hate you, sends a really, really powerful message. Because I hope that my children don't grow up hating their biological parents. I, I don't hope. I don't want that for them. I, yeah, no, they won't. You know? Uh, it. I don't want that for them. I don't want that. Uh, it's not the right path, you know? Hmm. I don't know what their future holds with that, but I don't want that to be the future. So I don't know. I really appreciate. I thought of, I just think it gives a voice to my, to our kids. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very, you know, it's, it's really good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So you may be right. Maybe they didn't need that. Well, I mean, we could have when avoided I, controversy. What I said, what yeah. I meant is maybe they didn't need that character asking that old lady who appeared yeah. out of nowhere because yeah. why would she randomly be there anyway, right? Well, 
She was there. I mean, we needed that yeah. scene because it paralleled the end of the first one. Yeah. Or number six. Yeah. Uh, four? Four. Four. So. And the end of number three. And the end of number three. So that was important. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, but maybe we didn't need that. You know, I think I like the, the celebration, too, and seeing all the Star Destroyers and the galaxy rose up really harkened back to the end of Return of the Jedi, too, and the celebration. It was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. I really love this movie. Good. Like, really loved it. Really loved it. And mm. I need some more years with it. But Ray might end up being my favorite character. There you go. She's there you go. Great. So thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> thank you, dear listeners. Thank Make you, sure listeners. you rate and review us on iTunes. And you can follow us at Pink Milk House. Pink Milk House, H-A-U-S-Y, Thomas. Because Brian's a fancy gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see us at pinkmilk.site. And you can write us at pinkmilkhouse at gmail.com. Please send us emails or Twitters with your with what, where you stand on the end of the Rise of Skywalker because it seems to be very divisive and I would like to hear all perspectives. So with that, thank you for listening and until you listen to us again, bye. Bye.